listening to Amazingly Terrible? Well, I never... Today we are reviewing Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, episode number 32, Prehysterical Pet. Welcome to Amazingly Terrible. In honor of chipmunk voices, for today's episode, Adam's audio has been pitch shifted to make him sound normal. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm just going to talk really fast. I like the idea that we're going to just play his audio as normal and all the other times we've been slowing him down. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, But by far the sexiest voice on this podcast. Well, hopefully some people will write in to complain that, that I've ruined it. <laughs> Send those complaints to monotonously terrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Nice. Good luck. Like it ruined it for them, like they, they can't enjoy it anymore because they can't yeah. they can't come yeah. to his voice anymore. It's <laughs> like that episode of Black Books, yeah. Yeah. Like that episode. <laughs> like like that episode. If you could if you could have sex with Adam's voice, would you? Like it was consensual. What about if it was to his voice with also an Adam body pillow? There's our merch item. <laughs> no, like don't they want do that. with anime. I want the voice separate from Adam. <laughs> the voice is consensual, but the body pillow is not consensual. So, oh, you know what? It, you know what it needs to be, man. It needs to be a, a He-Man body pillow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do a do a waifu pillow. Like it has to be He-Man. It needs to be Adam dressed as He-Man. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> no, or just He-Man. That's the way I picture. And leave you, Adam man. out of it. I hear in the new in the new episodes, the Kevin Smith episodes, it's all just Adam. <laughs> <laughs> the fans are in uproar. You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast where we attempt to recapture our childhood one shitty episode at a time. My name's Adam. I'm Matt. Hi, David. <laughs> were you were you playing that? Was what I you playing mean? it? Did you have that pre-recorded? Were you just playing that into the microphone? Nope, that's just me, baby. It was very succinct. That's what we call professionalism. <laughs> One actually <laughs> is what we call professionalism. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. we're not very professional. <laughs> it, it's what we call professional. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, I actually this has been Mike, it, 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 and it tripped me up actually because it, the, Shut up, it's Mike. written out Jeez. as. It's written out as the podcast where we attempt to recapture our, our childhood one shitty episode at a time. And I had to drop one of the hours, and it confused me for a moment. So if you play it back, you'll hear me pause momentarily in the center of that statement. That's where you ruined it for me. I thought your internet had dropped. Yeah, I, I thought it was a connection issue as well. By the way, who's that nope. speaking? Oh, and this is Derek. Hey, Derek. Back again. Oh, hey. We missed you. Hey, Derek. Thanks. It's been a while. This is a strong episode to come back to. Not gonna lie. Oh Pretty yes. About this one. I'm excited about Chippendale dancers. This is definitely a good one. <laughs> Which Not as good I as the did uh, actually the thunder the thunder down under, but almost as good. <laughs> God damn it! Why am I laughing at that joke? <laughs> For my own edification. <laughs> You're, you're allowed you're the to one that got it. Now. Yeah, well, how come you got that joke? <laughs> Adam, all right, whatever. Oh, I know why Adam, Adam that joke. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Because I used to work for Thunder Down Under. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he worked under them. <laughs> yeah. I worked under the Thunder Down Under. Thunder Down Under. Yeah. Ooh. Um, so for my own edification, I did do some research on Chippendale dancers um, because I, when I was a kid, I always thought, I always thought they took, I thought they took the name from Chippendale, the cartoon. Um, but no, they spell it Chippendale like uh, the furniture maker. And gotcha. although they the Chippendale Chippendale were created in 1943, and it was 1975 when Chippendales Chippendale Dancers was founded. So Chippendale Rescue Rangers is was started in the 40s. No, 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 Chippendale, no. Chippendale were character. Yeah, yeah. Chippendale oh, predate yeah, okay. Rescue yeah. Rangers. Um, also, just to just complete that thought, the original owner of uh, Chippendale's club, he got uh, worried about other clubs opening up as competition, so he attempted to have at least three of them burned down. Uh, and then in 1987, <laughs> God, Jesus! Then in 1987, he hired a hitman to kill his business partner. Jesus! This is, this is some Tiger King, uh, whatever yeah. bullshit uh, level yeah. shit. Yeah, he was arrested in 1993 and then hug himself a year later. God. So, on to Rescue dark Rangers. Starts to this cartoon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think that has nothing that to do I, with Chippendales. When, when I was a kid, <laughs> I actually Rangers. thought the same thing. I thought that you Chippendales, the yeah. strip club, was actually named after the cartoon Chippendales. For it no made reason. a lot of sense to me. Yeah. When really, in reality, the cartoon was named after the strip club. I mean, I would have been, been a lot more excited about <laughs> Chippendale. Instead of Chippendale Rescue Rangers, it'd be like Chippendale. Chip I don't know how you would do it. Uh, well, Rodents I was actually thinking, Revealers? I was, I was thinking the other way around. If it was like, if the Chippendale strip clubs actually had like furries dancing around in Chippendale costumes. Oh. Stripping. <laughs> Oh, okay, we went there. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be a lot of copyright infringement. (laughs) Yeah. Disney comes after people who who use their images on pinatas. They're definitely cracking down on the the fetish community. Yeah, so another famous (laughs) business owner uh, who was involved in a little bit of crime was uh, the Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Do you guys know this story? No. So when he opened his his fried chicken, it was a stand in a gas station parking lot that he puts a sign up, like a hand-painted wooded sign from back in the 50s or 60s, whenever this was up, on the side of the highway saying, hey, get off here, come get gasoline, and then come get Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, another guy across town had a competing chicken stand and gas station, and he and his buddies would go and paint over Colonel Sanders' sign. And Colonel Sanders finally got up so upset at it one day that he like told his friends to tell him that he's gonna blow his goddamn head off. Uh, and then Colonel Sanders got in his car or whatever, drove over there, and uh, the guy who owned the competing gas station pulled a gun and started shooting at Colonel Sanders. And then so Colonel Sanders killed another one of his cronies and then was shooting <laughs> back and then shot him. Wow. Yeah. Damn. That's like some 1950s Hills of Kentucky shit right there. Yeah. yeah. You don't fuck with. And the then veteran. guess what? 
Well, he was, not, he was only an enlisted dude in the military. He was a Kentucky colonel. They made him a colonel because he made chicken and he smoked his competition with bullets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how you get promoted in the he, South. He was murdered. It just amazes me how like, yeah. how, like, cutthroat shit used to be. Like, even, like, not like in the 1800s or, like, in the medieval times, but literally in the 70s and 80s, people were... Yeah freaking hiring a hitman and doing crazy ass shit like that i bl- i'm blame leaded gas honestly <laughs> do some reading on leaded gas what, that, that was the downfall of society right there Re- do a little reading on leaded gas leaded yeah. gas and uh arsenic and uh wallpaper yeah yes dude it so where we live right now you know maryland kept the potomac after the civil war we said you know fuck you virginia the potomac's ours and Maryland had exclusive crabbing and oystering rights on it. And the Virginians, who had been oh, yeah. fishing the same waters for 150 years, were like, fuck you, we're still going to do it. Well, they do it at night. And this yeah. is before any sort of modern like Department of Natural Resources or game wardens or whatever. They had a group of people called the Oyster Police, like down here on, uh, on our island where we live <laughs> all along southern Maryland. And the Oyster Police were given surplus thirty caliber machine guns from World Holy War Boy. One and World War Two. This happened all the way up into the mid sixties <laughs> until the state was like, Stop it, we're gonna actually create a police force. And these guys would go out. And so what the Virginians would do is they'd oyster in the middle of the night and they'd do it on like moonless nights and all kinds of shit. And they'd essentially That's when I go, oyster. Yeah. Yeah. They put a real dim light in the water, they'd oyster around it and they'd try and sneak back to Virginia before sunrise. Well when the Maryland oyster police would catch him, they would shoot at him. They wouldn't even, like, <laughs> they wouldn't try and arrest oh, yeah. or anything. They'd try and shoot the motors out on the boats. And Whoa. there are stories of, in as late as the 60s, of people on the Virginia shore hanging out and having their morning coffee or whatever, watching two boats haul ass across the Potomac, one from Virginia shooting at the Maryland boat, and the Maryland boat shooting back at the Virginia boat. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so to Mike's point of, like, shit was rugged till recently, yes, yeah. And they weren't using revolvers. They were using fucking machine guns. Meanwhile in Europe. <laughs> Meanwhile in Europe. I just really want to design the hats for the Oyster Police. <laughs> They'd be so great. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Should they be in like, the shape of an oyster? I, I, <laughs> I would just like imagine hats, them but in the shape of I, an oyster. I, I think they need to be in the shape of an oyster. But then, but then the actual like uniform itself is like super thirsty. It's like three quarter ass pants <laughs> and like just like super tight, low cut V chest. Okay, wow. so they're chipping, they're chipping Dale Oyster Police. <laughs> exactly. God, <laughs> that is actually Chippendale Oyster Police. That is the name of the the version of this cartoon that's about strippers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice, uh, nice. Glad we got that out of the way. Why are you sighing, okay. Mike? <laughs> you have no <laughs> legs horrible. to stand on. <laughs> I have two legs to stand on, but I'm sitting right now, so <laughs> you're only partially right. Oh, boy. All right. Moving on. Okay, so Chippendale Rescue Rangers, it was created by Tad Stones and Alan Zaslov. Nice. Uh, and it pre- it premiered on the Disney Channel in 1989 as a preview episode, and they followed it up with a two-hour movie. 
and then it was uh, syndicated on what became Fox in 1989. Uh, and then it was actually run as reruns during the Disney afternoon from 1990 to 93, which is when we probably encountered it. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then later in 1995, it went back to the Disney Channel and it was part of the Block Party, which was basically the Disney Afternoon, but on the Disney Channel. Originally, yeah, it was combined with Darkwing Duck, DuckTales, yep. and Tailspin. And Tailspin. What years was that? I think that's when I gained exposure to the show, because I seem to remember watching it with those shows together. Yeah, 1993, Disney yeah. Afternoon yeah. Block, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's when I would have seen the show yeah hey 93 it's the same time that other chippendales got uh <laughs> <laughs> that's when he hung himself <laughs> little, little known fact um chip took out a hit on dale yep yep it's it's uh, part of the subtext it. it's actually it's the overarching uh theme to the entire series it's what actually connects each yes. episode they you just it, they, they don't go into it too deeply on this particular one so they do seem to hate each other. They do. They do. <laughs> do they? <laughs> do they? Do they really? Since since we're talking oh, about yeah. all of these cartoons right now in this block, is anybody else either confused or like surprised by the fact that every single one of these uh, series? has an aviator in it and flight features very heavily in each of these mm. series because I, I don't remember connecting that dot when I was a kid but like every single one of them had an aviator every single one of them had planes every single one of them like used their primary mode of transportation was a flying vehicle of some type well let's look at the target art uh, who's the target audience Children. <laughs> the target Us? audience is our our young boys, and what do boys like? You can't do know, guns. Mike. What do boys so like? You do. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Airplanes. I know what boys like. I know what boys like. Oh, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> boys like me, Mike. I just, I just didn't remember like how how this all set up because it always seemed like each of those series there was an aviator there was a mechanic there was a flying vehicle of some type and then you had heroes that were basically being flown around to a certain degree by the aviators yeah now in tailspin that was the only one where the aviator was the hero himself but in all the other ones the aviators were like the sidekicks to the main character aviation was like very very trendy and hip in um in like the sixties like and seventies, when all the no, no, when, in the sixties mm. and seventies, when all of the people who would be working on the show were growing up. Mm, okay, okay. It was a cool thing to go into, uh, be a pilot, and get into aviation. It was seen as like it was like they were like the startups of the day, kind of like that's where the hot yeah, new stuff was coming from. Because that's when they broke the sound barrier. That's when they actually got into the space program, and all the aviators were going into space. I can see that. I can see that. And. Aviation was on everybody's mind in the late 80s, too. Like, you had Top Gun, which is a, which is a high-grossing movie. Mm. The Challenger just exploded, mm. you know, all the time. With <laughs> not a, the best right. example there, Derek. Not the best yeah. example. Yeah, but still. But, no, but that's the whole point. Yeah. Is there, there was a lot of aviation stuff. I mean, I could probably dig up a bunch of things that were, like, 
big news late 80s when it comes into aviation. Yeah, there was the um, the, the Scottish plane that was blown up. Uh, there were all of those hijackings in Tel Aviv. Just a lot of aviation. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of aviation history during this period. Then Munich, 1972. D.B. Cooper jumping <laughs> out of the plane. It, yeah. it, it, it's uh, this during the, this the sequence that if, if we... If we had like an actual video podcast, this is where we would play all those like bloopers of like the planes collapsing and falling off the cliff and the little oh, bouncing. Oh, God. You know, like the little like black and white world, you know. I know exactly the clip you're thinking about, Mike, where they have the cork, yeah. the corkscrew uh, helicopter. The corkscrew helicopter yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah the yeah. 1910 movie footage. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then it ends with 9 uh, 11. Yeah, God, that's yeah. a that was a better too soon. idea than uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that was a better idea than than what I was going to say, Mike. That the video would be you'd be able to see me furiously masturbating to this. <laughs> oh yeah, but only in a reflection. It's almost like we're we're taking a video of the video, and in the reflection in the screen, it's just Matt furiously masturbating. <laughs> yeah, we're we're a classy yeah. podcast. Exactly, <laughs> it's got layers. All right. <laughs> Uh, we're so, classy, like a Chippendales. <laughs> Dude, there's all kinds of stuff. We're more like the Thunder that Down wasn't Under. Necessarily negative. You had the Hubble was getting big. Uh, you had mm-hmm. the air war in Iraq, which was yes, it's war, but still that was like pro America, all that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in the late early '90s. I'm trying to find stuff that happened in the <laughs> '80s. Yeah, yeah, flying's cool. But no, there was uh, there was yeah. there was a bunch of aviation stuff. Around the yeah. late 80s. so it does not, it does not, you know, surprise me that that was featured heavier. The stylized aviators, though, t- tend to be the type of aviators that you would see in like old, like precursors yeah. to Indiana Jones. They were like the like the old school, like yeah. rugged adventurers helping out the archaeologists, trying to like they're Indiana Jones. Not, yeah. Well, in, yeah. in this in particular, Chip is actually Indiana Jones. Dale is Magnum PI. So, kind of the um, the, what I read is that they were they do resemble those characters, but he was not expressly modeled on Magnum PI. However, yes, Chip was modeled on Indiana Jones. Um, so I was gonna say they did they did Magnum dry with fucking Dale's like oh shucks like that's not Magnum PI man. (laughs) (laughs) No, visually looks like Magnum PI. Doing Magnum dry is my porn name. (laughs) <laughs> like, Magnum P.I. was a fucking Navy SEAL and Academy grad. He was a smart dude. God. And then in this show, they made oh, him a geez. bumbling idiot. Okay. Well, actually, originally Chip and Dale were actually one character. Weren't they? For oh, this God. show, wasn't Chip and Dale supposed to be one character? And then they split them up into the two, Chip and Dale? Originally, the show was pitched as a syndicated cartoon version of The Rescuers, but... The Rescuers Down Under was already in production, so Disney uh, nixed that. So they reworked the concept into what's something they called Metro Mice. That had an early (laughs) version of Gadget and Monterey Jack and a character called Kit, who was basically the same design as Chip, but a mouse. Mm. Um, So Eisner suggested they they add Chip and Dale and replace Kit with that. And that's how they got the model on Indiana Jones look for Chip. For Chip, yeah. Yeah. But they, they did that specifically because Chip and Dale were existing characters in Disney. And it kind yes. of tied the, the property to Disney a little bit closer, right? 
I think it was a, a couple of reasons. Like, I think that, like, maybe uh, maybe Ted Stones didn't have, couldn't use licensed characters. Like, he couldn't propose something like that. Like, you maybe you needed to get mm. special clearance. Or it might have been gotcha. he wanted to do his, he wanted to do his own show. And the company was like, no, 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 you make one with our characters. You work for Disney. Yeah, yeah. You you work in the Disney mines. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been interesting if they actually had the rescuers. If they actually like got Zsa Zsa Gabor in who was it? Uh Newhart? <laughs> or no, Bob Hope. It was Bob Hope, wasn't it? And have uh-huh. them playing the main characters. That would have been uh that would have been a hell of a cartoon for kids to watch. <laughs> Seems unlikely, but uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I guess Chip and Dale didn't actually like talk that much. In their original uh, shorts, did they? No, they were given voices for this show. But in the original shorts, though, they did talk to each other, just like very high-pitched, much faster voices. And it was usually like... Oh, oh yeah, they're doing yeah, the chipmunk yeah, yeah, voices. Yeah, yeah, they did the chipmunk voices, but yeah. I don't... It doesn't, doesn't really matter. I don't think it was them. actually yeah, comprehensible. Exactly. Like, you could get it, but they were it, like more like chittering at each other. Yeah, you kind of had to watch the animation to kind of get the gist of what they were trying to say to each other. Because it was a lot of like... Like them prostrating to each other and like trying to like one up yeah. each other on like classiness and various times, yeah. It's like trying to understand Donald Duck. It, you could do the whole cartoon without doing lip, lip sync to dialogue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting time for Disney because then they took the Jungle Book and did Tailspin. Yeah, was Tailspin yes. after this or before it? After I believe because okay. they had this in the can by the time they got to Disney Afternoon, where I, I think that they were doing it around at the same time. Um, but I think that the pitch for Rescue Rangers was further along. Um, so I think it came. It kind of came before Darkwing Duck and Tailspin. Gotcha. And Tailspin, of course, is just a complete rip of Porco Rosso. Huh? I still have yet to watch that movie. I know you I told me to do that so. about six six months ago. You should watch it. It's good. Porco yeah. Russo? Um, is that live action? Porco Rosso. Yeah. Porco Rosso. It's about Russo. a pork. It's about a pork. It's, it's, about an, a pork. it's, it's an animation. <laughs> okay. It's an animation. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's a Miyazaki film. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just like White Lion was ripped off uh, to make... Uh, the Lion, uh, King. Lion King. The Lion King, yeah. Well, what I always found interesting was the fact that they were reusing the characters from the Jungle Book so many times in the Disney pantheon. Because I grew up with Robin Hood was oh, um, yeah. the fox, and then Baloo was Little John, and like all those characters being uh, in the Robin Hood story. So, Is it bad that I always conflate in my mind the scene from Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and the scene from... Uh, the Disney Robin Hood where they're singing and he raises his sword up to make him look like he's got a big boner. <laughs> no, no. Is that wrong? So, you think the fox is like walking around with the sword scabbard sticking out the front? Yeah, yeah. He like does it with his tail. Mm-hmm. Is that what the controversy with the Disney Robin Hood is now? I seem to remember there was recently someone brought something up being like, hey, this is inappropriate nowadays. I th- There's well, some it, weird it, stuff in there. Yeah, it, it kind of sets us up to all be furries. <laughs> Disney was grooming I mean, us from a very early age to become furries. Well, there was the scene in there where the fox dressed up like a stork, 
So that's like stork face. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a huge controversy among the stork people. Yeah. The storkists. Um, so I have good news. They're working on a live action film. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was hoping you got that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're working on a live action film of Chippendale Rescue Angels. Chip will be voiced by John Mulaney. John and Mulaney. Andy yep. Samberg would provide the voice of Dale. I'm waiting and for the next. It's going to be like a Garfield level CGI. Garfield level, yeah. It it's going to tie in directly into the Garfield verse. Well, hey, uh, Sonic was pretty good. <laughs> I didn't well, see I th- it. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I thought it, I thought it was like lauded as being one of the most horrible movies to come out recently. You know who was in it though? Cyclops. He wasn't it. Cyclops wasn't it. Was it James yes, Marston, Christopher oh Marston, or whatever? Yeah, J- James. Oh my God, James Marston. I didn't even I realize that that's the same person. Mm-hmm. I just, I just always I I knew him as the guy that played um the in the Hop movie, the Easter Bunny movie. <laughs> but I forgot that <laughs> really? he was actually he was Cyclops. Good Lord, he's also the guy who repeatedly gets killed in uh, Westworld. I can't remember what else he's in, but he was in something when we were younger that he he was in um he played uh superman's cuck in uh <laughs> one of these reboots of the superman movie what i i'm so he, glad i stopped was, talking was, for you to say that he was that's lois lane's he was lois lane's husband <laughs> and then superman came superman's, back and he was yeah superman's cuck works at uh chip and tails <laughs> oyster police <laughs> Oh God! See, this is oh, a one universe buried? I can get oh, behind. He was, he's he's the dad. Oh no, no, Superman was the dad, right? Superman was the dad. They he revealed was it. Care of the kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he so, got he totally got totally magpied. So, Ducktales started out with an investment of twenty million dollars to get started. Yes. So they threw twenty eight million at Rescue Rangers. Yes. Because they realized they were so successful with DuckTales that Rescue Rangers couldn't fail? I mean, it also came later. Maybe it was inflation or, like, I don't know. They Maybe they had a better idea of what it was going to cost overall. Well, I, I did have a question that was slightly related to cost. During this era of Disney television programming, did they offshore any of their animation? Or was this all done in-house? I looked into that a bit, and I couldn't find a really good answer. There wasn't much. However, I did find one comment where they uh, a, a, a critic said that it was blowing a lot of the overseas work out of the water, which infers that it was done locally. Gotcha. Well, that, that was going to be one of my questions when it pertains to pretty much all of this this era of Disney television programming because it all seems much better than all the other cartoons we see during this time frame. Yeah, it's beautifully animated for the most part. But that's not the best part. What's the best part? That fucking opening song. I know. It's crazy. It totally slaps. It's awesome. Yeah. Man. It's like 
so expertly cut to it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would argue that that's the best opening song we've seen. The, it's mm, up there. I can see that. Words. It is definitely up there. I could see that. Because <laughs> it it's much like DuckTales. Because DuckTales yeah. also did the same thing where it was lined up perfectly with the animation. But yeah. yes. one of the things I really liked about this particular intro, music lined up with animation, and then they also put in diegetic sound from the animation. So you could hear yes, the spaceships did. taking off. You could hear the crashes of the chipmunks falling. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. They, they um, put, they also- the time and energy they put into this intro, it definitely shows. It's, it, it's awesome. I noticed that some of the animation is a little uneven, and I think it's probably because they were taking both from the special movie and from the mm. episodes. And you can kind of tell. I think mm. the movie was higher quality. Um, there's definitely yeah. scenes well, in there. Well, probably be a different frame rate. Mm. Yeah, that's probably you can, you can, better. You can tell with the like the the robotic dog and the like weird cardboard cat. Those were definitely yeah. much higher animated. Or the scene where they um, the where, where where Chippendales dress are dressed as women. Yeah, that and that seems higher and quality. Back up into each other. Yes. Yeah. Someone put a lot of love into that. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of love. <laughs> <laughs> they just came from Chippendales on Furry Night. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we'll give them breasts because that's what we do. Yes, but total nostalgia trip listening to that song. I definitely, I think they took the yep. DuckTales and they kind of like, the only thing I would say that, that DuckTales feels really organic, right, and joyful. Yeah. Whereas this feels very professional and slick. Mm-hmm. It like, does, it does. It's the same, it's the same musician. And I yes. don't think it's the same writer, but it's the same musician that's uh, singing both songs. So, Anyway, we start our episode in space, and something whizzes towards Earth. Uh, then suddenly, we cut to the desert, and paleontologists are being led by Dr. Piltdown, and they're looking for bones. Yes, and they find a giant bone that belongs to the Stinkosaurus, is that right? Yeah, we see it for like yep. literally like three seconds before it's destroyed by the vibration of uh, an object landing nearby, which causes a kind of uh, explosion. Dr. Piltdown and the other paleontologists think they hit a pocket of gas, um, but we see that it's a tiny spaceship, and it's in the shape of a pink dinosaur egg. It is an ovum. It is. And we see a, a tiny stegosaurus come, walk out of it, right? Pink, yeah, pink, it's, I think it's like smaller than a cat at this point, right? That's what it seems like. like it seems like it actually might be yeah. closer to ch- chipmunk size at this point in time. Yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> then the door closes, the paleontologists see the spaceship, and they think it's the discovery of a lifetime. A intact dinosaur egg. Yes, and they load it up onto the truck, and the tiny dinosaur grabs a dangling rope and rides along behind the truck. And this truck is like an Indiana Jones World War II supply truck. Yep. With like a canvas top. It's pretty cool. Driving uh, directly from uh, Delhi to Burbank, California. Right, (laughs) yeah. It does seem to take place in California. Some of the architecture later yeah. is very clearly like they are they're in the Getty Museum. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the paleontologists want to write a research paper about this discovery that they found. Meanwhile, in the park, we get an establishing shot of the rescue ranger's tree, and we see Dale dragging a puppy into the rescue ranger's headquarters, which is pretty cool. Though, like the interior design of the regular rescue ranger's headquarters is fun. It is awesome. Like I, yeah, I suddenly like remembered all like memories just keep flooding back when as we were, as I was watching this episode, and. I remember how awesome that tire slide must have been. The fact that they, they actually yes. went through and they animated the, the front steps to the front door were dominoes that could get disrupted yes. a little bit. Yeah, like the, they have it, all like, these watches that are, they're the using yeah. as clocks. Yeah, and zones. they have tinker toys. Yeah. yeah. Erector sets says like scaffolding, and they have teacups for chairs. Yeah. And like a calculator with a monitor, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want, I want to, I want to like go down that slide and land in a bunch of foam or something. Mm-hmm. They they definitely put a great deal of detail into this. So, yeah, they had fun with it. Chip, Gadget, and Mon- Monty are having tea, and it looks like they're like kind of having the talk about euthanizing Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's very serious. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Dale Dale wants to keep the puppy as a pet, uh, but the rest of the team quickly oppose him. And the I, I just, the dog... I like this. I, I want to explore this idea more. Like, the fact that, like, the rescue rangers were like, Dale's too much of a liability. <laughs> we got to kick yeah. him out. But if we kick him out, People are going to discover that we are talking rats and chipmunks because he will he will reveal us to the wow. world on accident. So we got to kill him. He's really? got to die. I was thinking it was a more like a, a Lenny situation where they're like, he's too dumb. We have <laughs> he, he's too dumb we and have too to strong. Him. <laughs> yes. Maybe Dell's been eating too much earth yes, food. That's right. Uh, I have the same problem, to be honest. God. Eating, eating too much earth food and getting too strong and dumb. You're getting too big and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the dog goes crazy, knocks over a bookshelf, and the team forces Dale to take it back to its owner. Meanwhile, the dinosaur falls off the back of the truck near the park. And this is kind of the most confusing sequence, I think, of the series of the show. It felt like they cut this a bit and it doesn't quite line up but you generally get the gist um so it runs in it's afraid of all the cars and people and it has like a short little series of misadventures where it tries Mm -hmm. to make contact with a toy dinosaur that it sees in a toy store then it ends up hiding in the grass in the park um where it's found by a child who's clearly evil uh who wants Mm -hmm. to capture because because he has red hair and, and and he has those hollow freckles, like the freckles that are just circles. Mm-hmm. Yep, that he does. Well, but it if, matches if his do... uh, lack of a soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a known fact. So you, if if you actually watch, I think in this series, the main bad guy is also a redhead 
And I think that every time they have somebody evil, that's like just out and out evil for no reason, it's mm. always a redhead. Well, wasn't the main bad guy like a tabby cat? Yes. But like, yes, no, the, the main bad the guy main... was like a. So, um... But there was also a. Uh, he was like a, there a was mafia an evil cat. scientist. There was an evil scientist as well, though. That was actually redhead. Yes, there is. Oh. Uh, they're just anti uh, anti Irish. <laughs> As was uh, the case back then. Yeah. Um, you know, the Irish uh, they, they injured a lot suffered of pro- a hor- horrible plight back in the, the 90s. Yeah, in the early 90s. Yeah, in, in the, the early, early 1990s. 1990s. Yeah. Dale bumps into the, the tiny dinosaur, which is a stegosaurus, by the way. Yes. And Stay. he protects it from the kid uh, by... By tricking the tricking the kid into putting his hand in a tree and getting bitten, bitten by a, some sort of large-mouthed bug. Yes. And then, uh, ironically, the dinosaur does fall. Yes, with enormous razor-sharp needle teeth. Yep. That doesn't want to bite a dinosaur uh, and, or a chipmunk. And... Yeah, well, it does. As it's, it's directed. Because uh, Dale has dominion over the beasts. That's why they um, want to so kill I, Dale. He has too much power. He's <laughs> dumb, and he has dominion yeah. over all beasts. So <laughs> he's too yeah, much of a and liability. technically he has dominion over them. Yeah, he has dominion yes. over them as beasts, and they have to do what he says, and he asks for dumb stuff. And the only one that's <laughs> free of uh, of Dale's will is Zipper, because Zipper is an insect. His brain is configured differently. Well. Yeah, but we, we just used an insect to prove that he has Ah, fuck. That's true. All right, it doesn't work. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Speaking of, what was that insect? Non-denominational giant-headed insect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. With, it's agnostic. With non-insect yeah, it's like a mouth. Unitarian. So, ironically, the dinosaur does follow Dale home, despite him continually saying that, you know, he shouldn't take it home, but he's so adorable. So Dale's yeah. already he tr- tries in love to shoo him. him off, trying to shoo him off because he knows that the gang's about ready to kill him. So he like doesn't want to push their buttons anymore. Yeah, so. yeah. He he <laughs> he noticed that they were uh, missing some of the uh, some of the injection syringes, and he's like, "They're probably <laughs> going to kill me." <laughs> hey guys, why is there a lethal dose of ketamine missing? <laughs> Do you know where that went off to? Anybody? No. I had these all measured out in doses that would kill me based on my weight, and one's gone. <laughs> Dale hides the dinosaur inside of headquarters. And the next day, he pretends to be sick to get out of a team mission. Uh, and... The dino and Dale day play all day with Dale teaching the dino dog-like tricks such as fetch, rollover, etc. Mm. But really, the dinosaur seems to trick Dale into doing these tricks. It's, it's very comical. Eventually, the dinosaur watches TV and reads comics books. And every time Dale feeds him, the dino seems to increase a little bit in size. Yes. All the media that the dinosaur is ingesting at this point in time is all dinosaur-based media. So it's like yes. Godzilla attacking the 
dinosaur-based comics, Godzilla attacking the city. So mm-hmm. he like went in and got a subscription to the Dino Channel, downloaded the Dino yeah. app for his phone. Just all Dino uh, all the time with this guy. Dino at night. So basically, uh, the uh, the history Dino channel. penthouse. That's uh, the World War Two channel. <laughs> Dino penthouse. Oh no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dino uh, secrets. Dino secret. He got those weird romance novels you can get off Amazon where uh, uh, women have sex with dinosaurs. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, guys, aren't we supposed to be talking about furries here, not dinosaurs? <laughs> hey, well, it, you let's let's focus. They're, they're actually those species, novels this. where they have sex with dinosaur bones, and he like isn't really too sure what's going on because it's like the skeleton yeah, of a dinosaur. paleontology porn. So it's like yeah, he's turned on, but it feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It's just called it's just called paleo porn because paleo porn. Yeah. No, no paleo porn okay. because paleontology yeah. is the study of dinosaur bones. So you wouldn't need to actually further, you know, specify that you're having sex with dinosaur bones. fossilized bones. You're boning <laughs> down on that. <laughs> you could that that could be part of the kink is like overanalyzing the. Uh, <laughs> I can't even. Did anybody else pick up on the fact that Dino, (laughs) the comic book, swaps between I and Y in Dino? (laughs) No, they spell it Dino. I just it's it's the very first time it's shown. It's D I N O, and then when he's feeding them, it's D Y N O, and then right before he puts them underneath the sheet for the couch, it's D I N O again. Wow! If there is a kink for overanalyzing. Those people definitely listen to this yeah, podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We need to write nice. a letter to Walt Disney's corpse. Yeah, no, we d- got to wake up to Michael Eisner. Just be like, "Hey, Michael Eisner, this happened on hey, your Michael watch." Eisner. What the well, fuck? No, I, I think we should. I think we should thaw out Walt. Uh, can let him know. No, no, this, this happened on Eisner's watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we need to, we need Walt to know. This is what's become of his company. I'm curious if that was. If these scenes with D-I-N-O and D-Y-N-O were animated by different animators, mm. I mean, that's why Maybe. one person spelled it D-I-N-O and then D-Y-N-O. Hey, yep. uh, Derek, this is an attempt to like shit on Korean animators. Uh, you could just <laughs> back yourself up there. Yeah. Yeah, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've had enough of your Western animation privilege. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's people so are wait, the Korean which, which... animators. That's that's yeah. the line too far for Mike. That's his social now justice. No, the, the Americans are the ones at DYNO. I, I I think it'd be a, a problem with British English versus American English. <laughs> British don't spell it. Well. Okay, uh, right. they they do say aluminium. <laughs> and, and with the Y, yeah, estrogen. Aluminium. I I got a, a, a candy bunny for estrogen. <laughs> sure you didn't they do a pretty good job with the scale of the dinosaur like at first like it's kind of subtle at first and then they show yeah. him like getting bigger and bigger so they do a pretty good job consistently keeping him the right scale to the other characters on the show mm-hmm. which is hard to do we've seen other episodes my little pony perhaps with significant scale mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. yep yep okay 
the Rangers come home after a hard mission. They've been having trouble with the um, Ranger plane or whatever it is. And Dale hides the uh, dino under a conveniently located sheet, disguising it as a couch. As a settee. Yeah. A, settee, a Chippendale couch. Um, a Chippendale couch. <laughs> Monty jumps on it and Dale accidentally says roll over and thus the dino is revealed which the team quickly recognizes that it's a real dinosaur which creates all kinds of problems Mm -hmm. for them but they do let Dale keep it but they they want to get to the problem of why there's a real miniature dinosaur in their tree and at this point Dale names him Steggy yes and see, I, I had written yeah. down up to this point, um, alien sore, and I was kind of upset that they didn't go with alien sore. <laughs> but you know, Steg I like that is good too. I like I like alien sore. It's yeah. better than ED, which is what I was going to call him. <laughs> <laughs> Extra dinosaurial. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh right, I I was actually just calling it erectile dysfunction, but oh, um, that makes gotcha. more sense. Yours makes gotcha. more sense. Suddenly, a news bulletin, and what is it? Cartoons have the worst news bulletins. The things that are they think is like a breaking news bulletin is important for that on cartoons doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because it's it's only important to the individuals you're watching. You're watching the Contrivance Channel. Convenient plot points whenever you tune in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. The we run channel. a news bulletin about nice. what you're talking about. I'd get that package. I'd get the contrivance channel package. Is that like is that like when you open up your phone and you're like, I I Facebook must be listening to me because now I have these all these ads for boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where How were you convenient. last week when yeah. I was looking for I boots? I was just talking about that. Today. I already got boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that's that's really the thing that pisses me off about targeted ads is the fact that like they give me the ads after I got the stuff. That's that defeats the purpose. <laughs> well yeah. you're just not talking show about me, it loud enough. That's the problem. Show me show me something different. Like if you know I bought pants, don't show me pants. Show me everything but pants. Yes. Show me underwear to go under my pants. Yeah. Or shoes. Um, or, or pants socks. accessories. Yeah. <laughs> Or like those, things that those match truck, my pants. Those truck nuts that I can then like hang off my pants. So it looks like my nuts are hanging out. Oh guys. I saw truck nuts for your crocs. Truck nuts you get for, truck your crocs? for your crocs. <laughs> yeah. God. Why? Oh, I thought it was coming up with something Why? new. Why? Uh, because it was there, because, Mike. Because it was God. there. Because humans are the worst, because that's why. It exists. <laughs> this is why I don't deal with 3D people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, in news bulletin, they show the discovery of the dinosaur egg at the museum. And um, Steggy basically bolts, followed by um, our heroes. Yeah, which is odd, because he saw it on TV. Yeah. So... Like, how would he know, like, where that location would be in relationship to where he actually is? Oh, that's a good point. 
Yeah, why why mate why didn't he just try to jump into the TV? I guess he's been right. watching all afternoon and he he realizes how it works. And he's not insane. Or it could be that he's actually like he has a short memory and like the TV reminded him that he was supposed to be looking for a spaceship and that's where he's like, "Oh fuck, that's right. Uh, I got to get back out there." And just runs out the door. That's right. I'm an alien. <laughs> <laughs> He runs out, but he eventually gets trapped in some freshly laid uh, tar for road repairs. Uh, and this is when it really starts looking like California. Well, this, I, I I actually am a bit of a sucker for, like, any time they have the dinosaur stuck in tar trope. And it, it seemed like it was a, like a <laughs> really yeah. big stretch for them to try to, like like, shoehorn that in here. Like they they really right. jammed it into the plot, because like, I, who would have thought of like freshly laid tar on a on a on a roadway to, to, like have it as an obstacle? Yeah, I mean they did they did keep him small enough that it makes sense, right? <laughs> it is kind of this like it's a twist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a twist. That's right. They wanted to layer it. They wanted uh, to be like. <laughs> yeah they're like we need a tar pit but there's no tar pits in modern times Benny Benny you know what every <laughs> dinosaur movie needs it's a tar pit tar pits how do we get pits. a tar pit in tar here? pits man remember We're that from... damn dinosaur is about the size of a squirrel so what the fuck are you gonna do with a tar pit <laughs> I know. Let's put it in Road, La Brea. Roads are we'll made run tar, through La Brea. Ro- no. Road tar. The road. Genius. Benny, you get one more pack of cigarettes. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. I don't think that's anything. I think we got to cut that. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys wrecked that joke. You, well, I don't hear any jokes from you. Yeah, uh, do, I'm still trying to come up right. with with uh, with chipmunk puns. Okay, what's a chipmunk <laughs> pun? Uh, uh, I don't know what's a chipmunk pun. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you know what? What's well, the matter you? What's the matter? So you? the dinosaur didn't get very far because he's got stuck in the tar. <laughs> Ooh, pretty nice. solid. Nice, Ooh, pretty solid. David, do you mind writing these up uh, just ahead of time and just emailing them to Mike? Yeah. Hey, Dale. <laughs> no, you're going to fail. <laughs> what? Especially anything that has to do with mice, that would definitely suffice. <laughs> oh, jeez. Are you a chipmunk or a loose skunk? <laughs> Adams are just so bottom tier, it's just... No, I mean that's a I, I just a valid I have question. to commend him on his uh his use of the English language. English? Uh at any rate. You feel English? Tr- that's impossible. Okay. Impossible. All right. We've defaulted to jokes from other shows. <laughs> Don't we always? Yes. I guess that's like so. half our show. I mean, I guess <laughs> Yeah, I guess yeah. that's most of the shows other shows. A dump truck is about to dump a bunch of rocks on Steggy. And Monty also gets trapped in the tar, tar trying to save him. 
but Gadget, Chip, and Dale open up a fire hydrant. I was just going to say, I, I don't think Monterey Jack, I don't remember him being that stupid. But he seems to be very dumb in this. He's the heavy, but he's definitely like the charge-in kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you're right. I don't remember him being that dumb because they already have Dale. Yeah. Hmm. Like, typically, I always Meanwhile, that, Gadget that Monterey Jack was, like, the down-to-earth, like, thrifty one. Like, he was the guy that, like, could get him out of, like, strange, sticky situations because he was, like, the aviator, but he was also, like, a jury rigger. But I guess well, that he's was Australian. Gadget. So... I, I thought he was the guy that liked cheese. That was his one, like, that was his only shtick. Was oh, he that's right. Cheese. He does like You're cheese. You're right. He used, to, he used to lose his goddamn mind every time he saw cheese. That's right. I forgot cheese. about that. Cheese. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird that they gave him, like, a Superman-esque weakness. It's not like he's so powerful that they're like, well, we, you know, we need his kryptonite. Otherwise, Monterey Jack's going to solve all the problems. They just needed him to be even crazier. I think it's they. He he really is a hat on a hat. Like he's everything. He's an Australian, <laughs> huge, mustachioed, uh, mustachio. He he knows how to fly. I just he's I just like the rough and tumble guy. He's the guy with chemical dependency. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just always think of when hat on hat, like where you put a baseball hat on front ways and then a baseball hat on backwards. And then I used to run around in high school and say, look, I'm Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> in high school. And I looked nothing like, <laughs> I looked nothing like I'm Sherlock Holmes. In high, school. <laughs> in high school. I'm pretty yes. sure you didn't do was, that around no, us, not... Mike. I'm pretty, sure, uh, I'm pretty sure if you did that around us, we probably would have punched you. So, yeah, which Mike, would have been really sad because that's like you up. Yeah, it's kind of like a, I don't know, poop calling dirt stupid. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, my analogy got out of way, out of hand. Are we done here? Gadget Chip. No, we're not even halfway there. Gadget oh, Chip and Dale open a fire hydrant and it spews out water, which doesn't happen. Uh, but the well, rush they, of water they open the fire hydrant by by screwing the nut like a half turn yes that's i mean i don't know how much you have to screw a nut but oh you gotta screw it all the way i don't have to turn nuts if you, you want it to, it all the to spray out you gotta gush screw water that nut all the way yeah, if you want it to gush <laughs> okay all right <laughs> adam that's okay that's okay you that's, tried. That's, that's fine adam it's fine that's fine it's fine it's fine so uh, the rush of water pushes everyone to safety, but a steamroller threatens the team as they discuss their success, and they are warned to get out of the way by Steggy, because Steggy can talk. Yeah, that's about my reaction as well. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to sneeze at. Well, my, my, my favorite part is the part coming up, like this, this huge exposition dump. Yes. Um, he he talks so fast through it that I was actually very impressed by the voice actor's ability to, like, rush through it all. Because they were obviously trying to, like, yeah. dump, like, 20 minutes of story exposition into, like, ten, five to ten minutes. Just to be like, okay, you got you to gotta get all this information out there right now. 
Yeah, but they keep it pretty clear. Like it's fairly understandable. I'd say this sequence is yeah. more understandable than the than the opening sequence where he's running from cars. No, I agree with you on that one. I think that that is true, and I think that that's actually a credit to the voice actor, though, as the fact that he's able to actually like hit all that while talking so fast in character. So you know, it's written on a piece of paper in front of him. Like it's not hard, man. <laughs> Voice acting's easy, <sighs> dude. But, yeah, voice act, dude. We're doing it right now, and it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, I, I had to step away, and I came back. Did you guys? Oh my God. Did you guys address uh, the the tar scene? The very the similarities to land, <laughs> was it land before time. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my God. Uh, no, it didn't come up. Going, it didn't come up back. at all. <laughs> did it come we're up not going all? back no. to this. No. Oh, we no, did not no, spend no, ten minutes trying back. that. And we I, did not, not metaphorically really or literally get stuck in the tar. <laughs> oh, really we're, we're not doing Benny. We're not. No. We're not doing we, Benny. We, and, uh, what's his Benny name? We did, we did not mention Land Before Time. No, that was my only observation of that one. Wasn't Land Before Time? Was that a Disney movie? I don't remember if it was or not. No, it was not. I don't think it was. Okay. No, no Land Before Time was not Disney. Yeah. I anyways, when I saw that, that I was like, whoa, heavy Land Before Time vibes. So, anyways, moving on. I think this is the first time I've ever seen dinosaurs as an alien species. Really? No, no. You never watched Voyager? Yeah. You never watched uh I did watch Voyager as a kid, but I don't remember that. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. You never saw that one episode of The Outer Limits that was based on this other book about dinosaurs. It was like doing like teleportation technology. That episode of Doctor Who okay. where they had the dinosaurs on the spaceship. Yeah. Basically, we're no. saying you're a Philistine. Okay. <laughs> no, the only thing I can I can think of in, in like science fiction uh, books and whatever that I've ever read was the Orion series where it ends where he crash lands on Earth and they start the human race essentially and then they lose all knowledge of intergalactic travel and all that other stuff but I, I mm. never yeah I think this is the first time I've seen that or read it or whatever at any rate uh, we he reveals that he's from a distant planet Steggy does and he's learned to speak from reading the comic books which doesn't seem to affect his speech patterns really very much. He 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 still ta- talks like a very educated dinosaur. But he did say kapow at some point in time. So. Yes, he he did. He he has certain peculiarities, but I think they could have leaned into that a little more to be more fun. I but, think so. I think so. But there was a lot to get through in this episode, so maybe they didn't have room for it. Dinosaurs came to Earth millions of years ago in spaceships, and they lost contact with their home planet. And Steggy traveled to Earth to find out what happened. Um, to and he says to his ancestors, but they're not his ancestors. Mm. There's no like, there's no practical way, way they could be his ancestors, unless no, because they evolved into a completely different species, right? And I don't think this takes into context the like different dinosaur periods. Also, like thinking about the amount of time it time involved here it basically means that steggy's civilization has been like in a period of stagnation for millions and millions of years millions of years yeah we are really getting to the over analytical kink again <laughs> they, they did that's say why people why? like us 
they lost contact. The home planet lost contact with the original colony like that went to Earth. Yes, and they immediately shut down their their space uh, program. He yes. did say that we stopped our space exploration program because we I, lost contact. When I get a when I'm working on something and I don't get the phone call I'm expecting, I immediately just stop working. Yep. So didn't get my phone for call. millions of years. Just this is a weird the part. project yes. right there. Boom, shelf it. Well, they did say they <laughs> went to other planets too. <gasps> they did. Well, yeah, they, they uh, went to other planets all this time. before. They said they before they went to Earth though. And they said after they lost contact with the colony on Earth, they stopped the spacefaring program. But all the other planets didn't he say were that was? There. I think they inferred David that they looked at other planets, but they didn't colonize them because they they said Earth was the planet they found where it was right for their kind of life. Yeah, that's okay. what I picked up. I, I didn't feel like they sent a bunch of dinopods to Venus. <laughs> dinopods to Venus is my favorite <laughs> band. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So we've gotten porn names and bands out of this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that and I've decided my country band name is uh, Squared Off Fuckers. Squared Away Fuckers. I like it. Yeah. Where did you get that from? <laughs> Earlier, Derek said it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So these guys okay. are a bunch of squared away fuckers. At this rate, gotcha. he keeps getting bigger. So one of the things that I did like in this exposition dump is they did have uh, Chekhov's food packets. Mm-hmm. They did. They had all of Chekhov's freeze-dried food. He had like Chekhov lived on nothing but freeze-dried ice cream. Little known fact. Yeah, astronaut ice cream. Yeah, he used to buy it from the uh, Air and Space Museum. Yeah, this yeah. shit was expensive. Chekhov was a rich dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was an oligarch. He's also a very dry dude. <laughs> He's an oligarch. No, he <laughs> I like the idea of Chekhov as an oligarch. That'd be amazing. <laughs> he escaped Chekhov's oligarchy with all of his oligarchy <laughs> and then joined the space program. You know, if there's an oligarchy in the first act, it better go off. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. They fix the ranger plane, and they decide to fly to the museum. I feel like it's more of a ranger airship than a plane. It really is. They, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they should have called it the ranger ship. it's a ship. balloon. It's a balloon. It's basically like a uh, two-liter bottle with a balloon attached by rubber bands. And the mm-hmm. two-liter bottle's, like, cut out to have seats in it, and it's got, like, mechanical wings attached, so the wings would actually, like, flap to fly. It so, looks cool. It looks cool. It's it was definitely much more airship. Yeah, I, I love how everything cool, yeah. is real world objects. It's really fun. Oh no, yeah, yeah. They had they must have had a really good time designing all this stuff for the show. Yeah, I appreciated how Gadget fixed it by just screwing the cap back onto it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she yep. was under the hood, you know. Well, well, yeah. She she yeah. looked on the inside. She dropped a Mentos in there. She screwed the cap back on. <laughs> That's their primary form of propulsion. She just looks in here and she's exactly. like, all it is is lies and magic in here. <laughs> Those are the two best things. <laughs> they kind of are. It's like religion right there. Yeah. Lies and, lies and magic is how you create religion. Lies and magic is how I got through high school. Because I was telling lies and playing magic together. <laughs> lies and magic is yeah. my stripper name. Yes, it is. 
<laughs> they go to the museum and then they commit a series of very expensive acts of vandalism and destruction. Oh, yes, they do. I call them acts of starting, hilarity. Starting with that fucking roof. How expensive? Yes. How expensive is it going to be to replace glass in a glass-domed roof? Oh, my God. Damn. Uh, not to mention the guy that got to get up, money. Go, go put it up there. It's like custom cut. And it's like yeah. arced and stuff. Like Yeah. Yeah. It's a three dimensional shape. Exactly. Yeah, they have to blow a whole new dome and just cut out that one piece every time. <laughs> you know how expensive it is to blow something. <laughs> well I maybe don't... that's what they've done. In the back in the back of the museum they've actually blown out a full dome and whenever a window breaks they just cut a section out of the dome. Blown out a full that's exactly how cutting glass blown works. Blown out a full dome. That's that's <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's my stripper name. Yeah, you go. Like, <laughs> uh, but they get in by falling through the skylights. Steggy lands on a security guard, as opposed to everyone else who lands in a planter, and he runs away. And the security guard starts searching the museum for Steggy. Luckily, the rangers find him first in the dinosaur exhibit. And that's when Steggy explains that something on Earth has made his people grow bigger and dumber. And it's happening to me. It's happening to me. <laughs> it's in the water. Yeah. It's yeah, got to be fluoride. a lot of gasoline, actually. No, it's, it's the fluoride. Well, it's when they converted the to vegetarianism. Oh, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's 5G. Mm-hmm. It's the air supply. Yeah. 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 It's LSD. I'm all out of love. What? I'm lost Sorry. without you. So the dog in the beginning was clearly non-sapient. You think so? Yes. So yes. That was a, so, a yes. dog dog. Yeah. So he's been exposed. To yes. That. But like possibly maybe. So like maybe like Monterey's all cheese diet has kept him from this stupidity contaminant. <laughs> Do you think it's happening to Dale and that's why they have to kill that. him? He was eating too much human food. He wasn't yeah. purifying his food properly. Yeah, he's starting. Uh, they're like he's degrading. He's getting. He's. It's happening, and he'll just get dumber and dumber until he kills us. Well, yeah. well, he was feeding the dinosaur like a bunch of his food, right? Hmm. Yes, and yeah. so and like cl- cl- clearly herbivores are affected. <laughs> okay. Okay. And there you go. And it's passed to carnivores through the herbivore meat. <laughs> oh wow. Interesting. This, I like but, this better than the one universe theory. <laughs> that we're all getting poisoned? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well no. Dinosaurs. Humans are immune. Humans I are mean, immune, yeah. I mean, clear, yeah, clearly humans are immune. So that, so the only way that the rescue rangers have been maintaining their own sapience is through human meat. <laughs> I mean, clearly the rescue rangers are cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not cannibals because they're not eating chipmunks. But they do no, that's feast the, on human meat. They're just carnivores. Very that's the tiny reason why carnivores. they're rescue rangers is because they keep like going to rescue kids because oh. child meat is the softest <laughs> and tender. easiest for them to prepare. It's the most oh, tender, my. yes. Well, 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 it's 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 the most ethical. It's not as much going to waste. I mean, they're chipmunks. How much <laughs> can they eat? Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, that's a good uh, point. The, you want to eat the whole the smaller bones are. E- uh-huh. That tree is hollow. The old the inside of it bones. is a deep freeze. 
Yeah. There's like multiple <laughs> bones multiple are easier humans, to chew. Yeah, there's multiple human skeletons just hung on meat hooks inside that tree. Well, no, they they eat the skeleton and all because of the uh, the the calcium. <laughs> they calcium, eat the bones. Yeah. yeah. They eat the bones. So it's like uh, crunchy chicks. Like a. Do you think there's a worldwide conspiracy in which the animals used to be the dominant species, and the humans managed to contaminate the animals' food supply? No, and all they've am- taken over, and the final. The final remnants of the rebellion against the humans are actually just the rescue rangers, and that's the reason why they have to conceal themselves so much. No, clearly all animals are aliens. Well, they, well, they do occasionally, they do occasionally run into other intelligent animals. Yeah, who've also okay. been eating okay. human meat. All animals are aliens. Humans are the only native <laughs> life form. Human meat is the only meat safe for aliens to eat. Right. At least they get to giant size and go dumb. Or at the very least, just go dumb. Which is ironic, because being giant size and sort of dumb would enable them to eat more human meat. I, I like this theory, though, David. I like this a lot. I'm yeah, very tickled too. by this. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> the rangers leave Dale to watch Steggy, which is very stupid of them where they search for the spaceship. Like, a lot of the problems they had here had they just made good executive planning decisions and good tactical decisions about who should be hanging out with the stupid people. Steggy uh, now likes Trex and acts like a dog, and while playing fetch, he knocks over a woolly mammoth skeleton, alerting the guards who capture him and tie tie him to a pillar. Yeah, why do museum security guards have that much rope? <laughs> I mean, there's only a couple of reasons. Probably for tours. It's it's for the uh, for the Bukaki exhibit. <laughs> what? <laughs> they got to rope it off, is what you're saying? We need extra rope for no, the Bukaki it, exhibit. No. What, what's the what's the the Japanese pornography where they bind the woman in rope? No, it's like the rope bondage it's, specifically. It's not. It's not Bukaki. Do not use that <laughs> in the city. It's okay. out in public. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, is, it is not that one. No, you should. It is. Okay. That's it. You could go there and be like, ah, I'm really into Bukaki. I'd like to be Bukaki. I, I think <laughs> you should that. use it the next time you go to Starbucks. You're like, I so learned a new too. word. Yeah. Hey, I really like Bukaki. What do you say about Bukaki? Would you like to bukaki me? You want me to bukaki you? Bukaki. Jeez. Just like that, right? right? <laughs> Just like that. Rope bukaki is no one's porn name. <laughs> Just shoot bukaki ropes. rope. No, that's a Dirty genre. Bukaki. Dale runs for help while Steggy starts eating the exhibits. This is the point where Steggy goes from being like what I would classify as like a pony sized animal when he eats the the period specific flora to a dinosaur size. Yes. So evidently they're growing real prehistoric plants in there. Because at first I was like, why is he eating plastic plants? But then it comes back and he is a dinosaur. Like he is no longer a di- like a small dino. He's a dino. I mean, would it have made any difference if it was a plastic plant? Like it's all the same chemicals, right? It might even be worse. I mean, current plastics are made from, like, compressed 
organic material from dino times. <laughs> okay, that's one way to put it. Turns into oil. Fair enough. Fair the oil enough. makes plastics. <laughs> it's not dinosaurs, though. It's ancient forests. It's yeah. actually it's microbes. all carbon-based life forms. So the thing I was looking for was k- Kinbakubi. Kinbakubi. <laughs> Great. I'm glad you Googled this. So Samsonite, you're, you're, you're man, close enough. Was way off. The, way the beauty off. of tight... The beauty of tight binding. Mm. Kinbakubi. An announcement calls Dr. Piltdown uh, away from his lab, and that allows the rest of the rescue rangers to get in, where they find the pit, the spaceship. And there's other people in the lab, but they seem completely inconsequential. Like, they are non-people, kind of. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing their own thing. They're, they're probably the exact same person. Yeah. Just one guy has facial hair. Right. They, they're kind of like, they're nothing people. They're NPCs, for sure. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Monty, <laughs> Monty kicks the door uh, open, and uh, Gadget thinks she can get it to fly. Well, Gadget actually says that well, she thinks it's going to be easier to fly than the ranger, ranger plane. Right. And I thought that that was actually an interesting comment to make because as technology progresses, it becomes easier and easier to use and more accessible. So potentially kind of right in that sense. I mean, our technology does. Human technology does. I have a completely different take on that. Hmm. I think it's because she's a pilot, <laughs> and every single pilot out there thinks they can fly whatever the fuck you put them in. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, there fair is enough. absolutely <laughs> no humility there. Yeah. Oh, you know how to fly propeller planes? You can fly a multi-centuries-advanced... like intergalactic space right she's absolutely i can she's probably like the biggest problem will be fitting my balls into this small seat because they're so big (laughs) yeah she's a fucking pilot come on man so so next summer when we're actually at mike's house in the middle of nowhere and a spaceship crashes in the backyard you'll just be like stand back guys i got this Mm. yeah it's not a fucking helicopter Be a fucking magic. So long as it's got two wings, you can fly it. Well, how sad it doesn't matter be. what's Absolutely attached to it. A... <laughs> how sad it would be with this. But if it's the spaceship lands and the aliens all have just helicopter-based technology, yeah, if, like, it, like, if the wings I'd spin, be so <laughs> they, they I, I think I've heard a pilot say that. One. I got nothing. <laughs> the the, uh, the pilot said, "So long as the wings don't spin, I can fly it." There you go. That's right. They're not wings if they spin. <laughs> yes, that's yes. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> uh, yep. Maybe this is why you've been confused Just about this, fucking Derek. <laughs> Air vehicle. <laughs> so long as the aliens. Anyway, the rangers zip around the room, terrorizing Piltdown's assistants. And cutting away, we see that Steggy is now huge. And Dale, in an ironic twist, uses the tricks he taught to Steggy to help him escape the guards by, like, r- rolling over, holding still, etc. And through a series of short misadventures, he eludes the guards. Dale, they run into the lab, seeing that the lab assistants have caught the rangers and are shaking them and some of the, the prepackaged alien food rations out of the ship. And I did like the fact that these food rations had, like, a modified peace symbol on them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very, very interesting, very apropos, because it's a peaceful civilization that came to Earth. (laughs) Well, he um, he scares away the assistants and then eats one of the food packets and and then immediately shrinks down to his full 
original size, his a small original size and full intelligence. Just like instantaneously. Which seems to be about the size of the food packet he just ate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which explains why when he leaves the dino planet or whatever, he has a shitload of food with him. So that does make sense on how much, you know. Interesting. That's a, that's a, mm-hmm. Go ahead, a lot of food for a long journey. I was going to say interesting choice of words because I was just thinking about like the actual practical physics of this. Like it's got to be just mm-hmm. filled with Alestra. So... <laughs> oh, oh, that's the secret non-stop he, anal leakage yeah he just so, his you don't out. get any bigger he blasts this is the dinosaur size pile of shit yeah he, he blasts out a stegosaurus shaped shit minus like one small well, piece it, it, out it of the wouldn't foot hold any sh- it wouldn't hold any shape <laughs> oh thanks mike thanks for clearing it, that it, up it would it would be a, it would be a stegosaurus sized uh, streak in his underwear. So it's just like a river of mud pouring out of the museum. <laughs> just absolutely. I like the idea of a stegosaurus sized streak where it's just like, how many times can a stegosaurus sized streak of shit circle the earth? 5,000 times! 27! <laughs> so immediately that seems to solve the problems and he and the rangers fly out of the museum chasing Dr. Piltdown. At this point, Steggy says goodbye and returns to his home planet. And he tells mm. Dale that he'd like to take him back to the dinosaur planet, but he's not allowed to have pets. Wah, wah. And everybody laughs at Dale. And Dale gets super pissed. Yeah, Dale, Dale. And he's shaking his fist. Dale's, like, pretty thin-skinned about this. Also, Steggy's kind of a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a dick move at the end. Like, hey, thanks for getting me back to my spaceship. See ya, fuckers. Yeah. And he just blasts off. If we found some sort of alien creature... And we assisted it on getting its vehicle back, and we're like we bonded with the creature, and everything was cool. Would you go with it to its alien planet to be a pet? Fuck yeah, I would. Do you think that that would be like actually kind of a cool deal for Dale to take up on? It's like a. I kind of feel like you'd, you'd end up being some kind of like curio, like curio in a museum, or like a slave, or like a zoological exhibit. I don't know. Like, Imagine how good our pets' lives are, but multiply that by the level of technology of these dinosaurs. Like, and that is going to be so that's good. That's what I was thinking about. Like, even even if it was like, oh, you're going to be living in a in a zoo, it'd be like, okay, you're going to feed me, you're going to make sure I'm entertained, you're going to have everything taken care of for me. All right, yeah. sure. Yeah, but look it. at how like like animals in a zoo are entertained. Here's a ball. You get to bat it around. Like, if they actually had any kind of intelligence that are, is beyond our capability of understanding, they're like, I've got a fucking ball to play with. I want an iPad. Hey, to, to most animals, a ball is the... Ball. Yeah, that's, so, that's an Xbox. It's... Yeah, I was going to say, that yeah, would be like... Just give me a PS5 them setting up a and TV a TV. For us. Yeah, exactly. They'll give you a TV, because you're 50 light years away, it'll be TV from 50 there years ago. Damn it! Broadcast. <laughs> Reruns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the 70s That's, not, that that's the 1970s? I've you get to watch it awesome yeah. buddies and cheers for the first time. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Get to, oh, yeah. Uh, Again, you mean? All in the family. The Jeffersons. 
You get to watch it's all of bad. you get to watch all of these cartoons in a way. You get to watch all the exactly <laughs> yeah. in real time. In a way, we're we're doing that now. Mike, where's your sense of adventure though? Like, I, I want to go to that planet and just have sex with a fucking hot bunch of dinosaur chicks. Yeah, yeah. Get some alien tang. <laughs> how do you know Although dinosaurs like, on uh... that planet are the size of mice. How do you, how do you know they don't They're have like friends. barbed? Vaginas or something. A whole lot more. <laughs> well, Derek, in this scenario, I'm the size of a chickmunk, so it's not really a problem. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's not you the eat reverse. some of that dino food and you get shrunk yeah. down. But, you know, how do you know that they won't think that you're the female? And, uh, hilarity Tell ensues. Them. Mike, where's your sense of adventure? See, is, Why don't you want to get railed by still... a bunch of dinosaur dudes? <laughs> <laughs> No, you're the Goomba. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Here's my biggest question overall about Steggy. Why did he keep his slave name? Oh. Ooh. Yeah, he never told him well, his yeah. real name. It could, that could just be it. It's like he, he recognizes that they're an inferior species. Yeah, yeah. And that they probably wouldn't be able to pronounce his name anyway. And he just didn't want to confuse them. So he was like, you know me as Steggy. Yeah. I'm going to stick with Steggy. So my actual name would drive you my mad HP Lovecraft style. Like it would introduce fourth dimensional yeah. geometry that would destroy your feeble brain. Yeah, that's right. Sounds you can't even comprehend. <laughs> the Cyclopean architecture would destroy you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Mike's over there trying to pronounce his real name. Uh, so, uh, David, <laughs> did you have some new questions about this show? <laughs> I have questions about you guys. Actually, for th- sorry, go ahead. For for this show, I think that the uh, the the classic question is actually applicable okay. and interesting. So, w- would you let your children watch this? Mm. Probably. I really like the character of Gadget um, as like a female role model. There's nothing really like wrong with it aside from some like dumb science stuff that is mostly just mm-hmm. science fiction, and it's beautifully animated. Like it's you know they, it's quality quality product. They don't overly sexualize her, which is good. No, they um, they left that to us for our uh, for yeah. our, our rule thirty four <laughs> fetishisms. I watched it as a kid and I turned out fine. My <laughs> 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 excuse for everything. Okay. <laughs> Oh, there you yeah. have it. The uh, opinions of Mike are not the opinions of Amazingly Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the hell they aren't. <laughs> you guys, you guys endorse this. We condone it. <laughs> you, you condone it. You you encourage it. Uh, yeah, you know it's good, harmless fun. Yeah, I, so far the Disney cartoons have been like. I really they're haven't had any issues yeah. with them. Yeah, they're yeah. they're high quality animation. They're well produced. That the storytelling is actually fairly tight, um, and there's no reason to say no, really. You know, and I, I I do remember watching it as a kid, and it's you know nostalgic and and great in that respect. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the, I mean no no weird questionable vaguely racist stuff exactly. Which is surprising coming from Disney, of course. But this is, you know, this is reformed 90s Disney, not like mm-hmm. overtly racist 60s Disney. Yeah, but this is also so right on the heels of... of... On the Tales of DuckTales. 
<laughs> oh man, you guys beat me to it. <laughs> All right. I was too slow. David, what's our next too slow segment? <laughs> okay. So should we keep this on the list? I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care. Why? I think we basically covered everything that this show has to offer. Uh, that's an interesting question. Like, we definitely kept DuckTales because we were like, it, it really tickled our nostalgia bone. Do we need I, that? I, I would keep this. I would keep this for that whole, just for the intro alone. I would keep this just so I can, like, have a reason to go back and watch that intro. I definitely have an episode in mind if we do this oh, again. Okay. okay. All right. You have. Well, if if you have an episode in mind, by all means, we should keep this. As long as there are future horrors, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Derek, what do you think? Yeah, we can keep it. <laughs> okay. so nonchalant about it. Yeah, whatever. You know, none of this Why matters, the one, right? Like, this is all made up. Remember? Of, of the, yeah, of the Disney Power Hour, have we uh, have we done Tailspin no, yet? Was I yet. absent? That yeah, would be the one I'd be. Duck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to see if I remember Tailspin as well as I did. When we get Tailspin, everybody has to watch Corpo Rosso for research. Okay. okay. Yeah. How how sure. long is Porco Rosa? It's a standard feature film. It's about okay, so probably hour forty five. Like Ninety, hour 90 hour minutes. Hours, yeah. 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 Sounds good. Okay, so Derek, what changes do you want to make the to the list? list? What um, 35 changes so, do you want to make to the list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, uh, let's lock in the Gargoyle episode, the one that was banned. Derek, you have one more redemption and, you, and you'll be caught up. Okay, we already have Prince Valiant locked in, the crossbow, uh-huh. right? Episode 36. Right. Wow. The crossbow locked and in. It's, it's like he's in... Ch- can I defer my other... Uh, my other redemption. Oh, next can we week. submit suggestions so I can kind of look through? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Can we pitch I, you? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's okay. Yeah. Oh crap! I'm the next. Instead one, of then. instead of um, suggestions, could we use this as an excuse to uh, set our petty beefs and uh, anger at each other? Is that okay? I don't see <laughs> how I can stop you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta get some, get some Gumby up in here. Fuck you, Tammy. Get some Gumby. Up in I'm gonna here. live. You know what? That's what she said. Fuck here we you, go. Tammy, and your kids. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. <laughs> mm, actually, oh. actually, look that up. I think I want to remove the the seventy Spider-Man instead. <clears throat> wait, wait. Yeah, because seventy Spider-Man gone. No. Spider-Man and his amazing friends is when he has no, no, the no. Human you're right. Torch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the math thing and remove the more interesting do Spider-Man. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so you're getting um, rid of the one with Iceman and Firestarter. Yeah. God damn it. Um, Derek, That's the one I, I wanted to watch. Derek, I suggest you rem. Well, you should have put all those other Spider-Mans on. I the suggest list. you remove Star Trek TAS. <laughs> I have no knowledge of what it's that is. It's just going to piss off Adam. It's Star Trek, the 
It's Star Trek the Animated Series, and it will piss off me if we have to watch it. Oh, okay. N- then keep it on. In fact, I'd like to lock it in. Derek, I suggest you lock it in. Whatever. Index 195. Okay. So we're going to 197. Glow Friends. Glow Friends. From 1986. Oh, dear. Prepare for the letdown. Oh, yeah. Now, this was the part of the in Friends of mm-hmm. My Little uh, Pony. My Little, My Little Pony. Pony. Yes. And I, yeah. Ooh, and I think it is a, I believe so. It, it is a similar I, gut, like, soulless cash grab for glow worms. For toys. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. But I, I remember if that. If, if you remember from what I told you, <sighs> the second part of that show was unwatchable, <laughs> whereas My Little Pony was not. Unwatchable. As in, it was it was like we couldn't actually watch it because it was so and this was un- or and this was unwatchable. No, like unwatchable to me as a child. To like you? it would drive us mad. It was unwatchable to you, the filthy degenerate who would watch anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. Me as a child. Yes, even worse. Yeah. Before. <laughs> yes, with the, yes, with even less taste. Oh, yeah. God. So, oh so this is this is going to be the episode that drives us mad and turns us into hollow husks of human I'm beings. Ex- so I'm so excited. I'm kind of. I have turgid. a little. I have a yeah. I have a little glow worm of my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit of pee coming out. Okay. I made reference to glow worm the other day when we were talking about our daughter, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's like a little glow worm." And my wife was like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "You don't remember glow worms from back in the '80s?" I had no idea that these are based off a TV show. I think it's the other way around. Oh, yeah. As with all of these shows. Yeah, the TV. It's the TV shows to sell the toy. TV shows to sell the cartoon yeah. or to sell the toy. Toy. Yeah. Got to collect them all. Mm-hmm. Because I had a glow worm as a small, small child. Fifteen. We're watching Caverns of Mystery. Ooh. I bet those glow worms get up in that cavern of mystery. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to explore your cavern of mystery. Oh, it's even oh, better. God. Yeah. Uh, let me yeah, tell you. Yeah. This is let me tell you what the mystery. Let me tell you what the mystery is. It's beets. <laughs> <laughs> and some corn. <laughs> it's like somebody murdered <laughs> he who walks behind the rose up in here. <laughs> uh, yep. Mystery solves glow. All right, so. So on a future episode of a oh wait no who who's doing it who's the Sumerian me in a future episode <laughs> oh Mike you're volunteering all right we'll have you no I'm sorry Adam but it's uh gonna yeah. be oh, no! oh god perfect oh. oh my sphincter tightened just a little bit right there oh you're gonna oh. trap the worm in there yeah. Right. Yeah, you gotta let it out. So, on a future episode of Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching Glow Friends, episode 15, Caverns of Mystery. And next week on Amazingly Terrible, we have Plastic Man Adventures, the terrible five and one, hosted by Derek. Couldn't they just call it the Terrible Six? And that'll be our uh, Easter episode. Six sounds too much like sex. 
They could have yes. done a good show. Yeah, they could. Oh, this we can't tell them about how terrible sex is. Zex. Yeah. <laughs> so, actually um, not Nate. I, oh wait, Zex. no. Plastic Man was sixties. <laughs> For amazingly terrible, I uh, will not admit my name. <laughs> For amazingly terrible, I have been horribly delayed. For amazingly terrible, I am Mike without a cloaca. <laughs> That's Mike no cloaca. For amazingly terrible, I'm Derek, and I have no way to one-up that. For amazingly terrible, please see the beginning of the episode for names. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, circular reference. Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Quick, Mike, show me your penis. This isn't a valid technical support uh, um, issue technique. Your foreskin cannot fix computers? Because that's not what it I heard. For, it, it's used for powers that are more important than that.